Harry had never even imagined such a strange and splendid place. It was lit thousands of thousands of candles which were floating in mid-air over four long tables where the rest of the students were sitting. These tables were laid with glittering golden plates and goblets. At the top of the hall was another long table where the teachers were sitting. Professor McGonagall led the first years up here. So that day came to the halt in a line facing the other students, with teachers behind them. The hundreds of faces staring at them looked like play pale lanterns in the flickering candlelight, dotted here and there among the students. The ghosts shone misty silver, mainly to avoid all the staring eyes. Harry looked upwards and saw a velvety black ceiling dotted with stars. He heard Hermione whisper, it's bewitched to look like the sky outside, I read about it, Hogwarts, a history. It was hard to believe that there was a ceiling there at all, and that the great hall didn't simply open onto the heavens. Harry quickly looked down again as Professor McGonagall silently placed a four-legged stool in front of the first years. On top of the stool, she put a pointed wizard's head. This head was patched and frayed and extremely dirty. Aunt Petunia wouldn't have let it in the house. Maybe they had to try it, get a rabbit out of it. Out of it. Harry thought wildly. That seemed the sort of thing. Noticing that everyone in the hall was now staring at it, at the head, he st stared at it too. For a few seconds, there was a complete silence. Then the lad twitched. A rib near the brim opened wide like a mouth, and the head began to sing. Oh, you may not think I'm pretty, but don't touch me on what you see. I'll eat myself if you can find a smarter head than me. You can keep your powers black, your top hats sleek and tall, for I am in the Hogwarts sorting hat and I can cap them all. There's nothing hidden in your head, the sorting hat can't see. So try me on and I will tell you where you ought to be. You might belong in Gryffindor, where the dwell, the brave and the heart. Their daring nerve and chivalry set Gryffindors apart. You might belong in Hufflepuff, where they are just and loyal. Those patients Hufflepuff are true and unafraid of toil. Or yet in wise old Ravenclaw, if you are a ready mind, where those of wit and learning will always find their kind. Or perhaps in Slytherin, you will make your real friends, those cunning folks using any means to achieve their ends. So put me on, don't be afraid, and don't get in a flap. You are safe hands, though I have none, for I'm a thinking hat. Cap. The whole hall burst in applause at the hat finished its song. It bowed to each of the four tables and then became quite still. Quite still again. So we've just got to try on the hat, one whispered. To Harry. I'll kill Fred, he was going on about wrestling a troll. Harry smiled weakly. Yes, trying on the head was a lot better than having to do a spell, but he did fish, wish they could have tried it on without everyone watching. The head seemed to be in Aspen rather a lot. Harry didn't feel brave or quick-witted or any of it at the moment. If only the head had mentioned a house for people who felt a bit queasy. That would have been at the forehead. Professor McGonagall now stepped forward and holding a long roll of parchment, 
When I call your name, you pull, you, you will put on the hat and sit down on the stool to be sorted, she said. Abbott Hannah, a pink-faced girl with blonde pigtails, stumbled out of the line, put on the hat, which fell right down over her eyes, and sat down. A moment's pause. Hufflepuff, shouted the hat. Malfoy swaggered forward when his name was called and got his wish at once. The hat had barely touched his head when it screamed, Slytherin! Malfoy went to join his friends, grabbing Goyle, looking pleased with himself. There weren't many people left. Moon, Nut, Parkinson, then a pair of twin girls, Patil and Patil, then Perks, Shelley, Anne, and then, at last, Potter Harry. As Harry stepped forward, whispers suddenly broke out, like little hissing fires all over the hall. Potter, did she say? There, Harry Potter? The last thing Harry saw before that hat dropped over his eyes was the hall full of people craning to get a good look at him. Next second he was looking at the black inside of the hat. He waited. Hmm, said a small voice in his ear. Difficult, very difficult. Plenty courage, I see. Not a bad mind either. There's talent. Oh my goodness, yes. A nice thirst to prove yourself. Now that's interesting. So where shall I put you? Harry gripped the edges of the stool and thought, not Slytherin, not Slytherin. Not Slytherin, eh? Said the, said the small voice. Are you sure? You could be great, you know. It's all here in your head. And Slytherin will help you on the way to greatness. No doubt about that. No? Well, if you're sure, better be Gryffindor. Harry heard the head shout the last word to the whole hall. He took off the head and walked shakily towards the Gryffindor table. He was so relieved to have been chosen and not put in Slytherin. He hardly noticed that he was getting the loudest cheer yet. Percy the prefect got up and shook his hand vigorously, while the Weasley twins yelled, We got Potter! We got Potter! Harry sat down opposite the ghost in the rough he had seen earlier. The ghost patted his arm, giving Harry the sudden horrible feeling he had just plunged into a bucket of ice-cold water.